It is estimated that more than 90% of Americans are engaged in organized sports and leisure activities on a regular basis. But are there the same opportunities for our canine companions? On today's podcast, we'll be joined by Ashton Bemis, who will tell us about many different sports and activities that are available for dogs. From disc sports to water sports, we're going to dive right into them all today on the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into this week's episode of the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined on our golden anniversary episode by my co-host, Stephen. 50 episodes, Michael. I never, I honestly did not think we would make it this far. We are, then there a song, so glad we made it. That thing is Shania Twain sings that song. We yeah, made but it. I, I don't think it's... About Not quite the same. 50 episodes of, of a, a podcast. podcast. No. We need our own song. We we should come up with a song. We need a better, we, we need a theme song and we need a new title for our fun fact section. That, we need a sponsor for our fun fact. Right. If anyone's out there listening and wants to, to sponsor the fun fact, sponsor the fun fact. Uh, Stephen, when's the last time you exercised Maverick, your shepherd? What time is it right now? It was about six hours ago. Six hours ago. What'd y'all do? We went on a one-mile walk this morning before I came to work. Did you listen to the Family Pet Podcast episode while you were walking? No, we listened to that when it comes out that Thursday morning. That's what we listened to. In case we have any mistakes. Just to see how bad it is. Um, No, I listened to New York Times The Daily episode Uh, this morning. I like Up First. It's my favorite. That's my other one that I start with in the morning. Well, we know that our listeners' favorite podcast is the Family Pet Podcast. Which, and and again... Because they're curious pet parents. Where you can learn more about your pet's health care, the better pet parent you can be. No, we we designed these to be about the length of time it takes me to walk Maverick one mile. You know what else makes you a good pet parent? Spending time with your pets. Like enriching their lives. And today, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about enriching the lives of our canine companions. And we have Miss Ashton Bemis here to talk to us a little bit about dog sports and all the fun things you can do with dog sports. This Ashton, sounds- welcome in. Thanks. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah. This sounds like so much fun. I, I'm, I've been wanting to, to be at this episode for some time because I have a dog that likes dog sports. We've heard, you've heard, yes, I've been trying to convince Steven for at least a year to get his dog involved in up dog, which is the disc sport. So it's one of them. Yes. Yes. So before we get into that, Mm -hmm. we just need to start by kind of giving a definition to dog sports. Sure. Uh, I would probably define dog sports as any activity uh, that you are doing with your dog that is uh, enriching them mentally, physically, um, and actually like helping your relationship with your dog. And are there lots of options out there for us? There are tons of options. <laughs> there's a uh, disc, agility, dock diving, fly ball, scent work. Uh, there's more breed specific like herding, field trials, earth dog, uh, dog sledding. Anything you can think of, pretty much there's a dog sport for it. I've seen videos of dogs pulling. Yeah, like weight sled, pull. Like weight yep. pull. Mm-hmm. We had a, a terrier that, that we kind of gave temporary home to for a little while, and that dog had such a high drive, it found a new home where it did weight pull. That's it's like amazing. A little, I don't know, like a little terrier. So, so now, I want to I note, is there one sport? There's a dog sport for every breed or every dog. Gracie. 
and Dolly are couch potatoes. What's what's our dog sport for those two? You know, I have a dog that also is quite a couch potato, and I feel like he would probably excel in scent work. He loves just sniffing around the yard, um, but I have been focused on a little more of the uh, athletic sports with my yes, other dogs, Dolly, and he's old. He Dolly just prefers. is a titled Agility dog. Thank you. Oh, Grace. wow. Grace, Gracie, she'll Gracie won't cor- get off she'll the couch run, in order to get Dolly any runs, kind of title. She runs one course for four minutes or two minutes and then sleeps for three hours. So. Perfect. Well, okay. So we you just we just went through a list of them. So we'll get back to that here in just a minute. But what are the benefits for our curious pet parents out there that maybe have a dog? What are the benefits to participating in dog sports with the, with your dog? There are so many benefits, not only for your dog, but for yourself. Uh, gets me up off the couch and doing something with my dog, which I think is great. Um, it also helps you find community, which I think is really cool. And a lot of people don't really think about that. But you just, you know, a lot of my best friends have come from playing dog sports. And I think that's really cool. So it's, a, it's just a reason to get together with friends. Absolutely. Them, right? And it's a great thing to do with your dog and, you know, enrich them as as we were talking about earlier. So it helps them with their health, their mm-hmm. mental um uh, stimulation. It Absolutely. helps them from being less destructive at For home because sure. they're not bored. Yeah, it gives them a job to do, something yeah. to focus on. Also gives you a uh, training focus as well. Is there, um, I know this will vary probably by the sport, but is it a huge time commitment to participate in dog sports? It can be. Uh, you can be as competitive or as non-competitive as you want to be. If you want to be really competitive, you're going to put more time and effort into training for your sport. Um, but it's also, it can be a very laid back hobby where you don't have to put that much time into it. So okay. so let's talk about a couple of them. You you ran through a, a list real quick. And mm-hmm. so let's go circle back to that. Um, can you give us, you know, five sports and maybe a one to two sentence explanation? Let's, let's just name some first. Okay, we're sure. going to name some. Almost yeah. circle back. Name we'll some for me. Yeah. Michael will write these down. I'm writing them I'm down. Like, so take, take it away. Give us uh, some dog sports that we could choose from. Um, okay, disc, agility, fly ball. Oh, you're going so fast, he can't write that quick. <laughs> Dock diving, scent work. All right. Those let's, are probably some of the most popular. Uh, what was after fly ball? Scent work. And dock diving. <laughs> and dock diving. Dock okay. diving. So let's start with disc. Sure. Give us a one to two sentence description or, or more if you need to. What is disc sports? Disc sports is sophisticated fetch. Uh, That's how one of my organizations Uh, refers to it. Um, And it's just a toss and fetch, a throw and go, if you will, with your dog. Um, And uh, some of the organizations, such as UpDog, also include agility equipment at the same time as the disc game. So, yeah. So now it's it's sophisticated fetch, Mm -hmm. but is it, I mean, but you said disc uh, sport. Yep. So it's always using a... Frisbee. For lack of a better word, a frisbee, which yes. is a trademark item. Oh, it yeah, is. It is. It is. Yeah. Tough. So we call it disc sports. It's a flying disc. It's mm-hmm. a frisbee. Mm-hmm. Okay. An un- unidentified flying disc. Stop. <laughs> um, but it, what about ball or it? You know, rope or anything. Sure. Uh, for for disc sports, it is specifically a disc. Um, some of the organizations will allow you to have a ball or a tug as your lure toy. Um, but in general, you're looking to catch a flying disc, uh, generally plastic, but some of the organizations also allow for a soft disc, like a Chuck It or a Kong. So if your dog likes to fetch, this might, disc sports, sophisticated sp- fetch. I like that. <laughs> I, I'm telling Maverick that he is He's a sophisticated, sophisticated fetcher because Perfect. disc 
Well, he ball too, but that is his jam. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one you mentioned was agility. Mm-hmm. So can you give us a little description on what is agility? Agility is also a team sport where your dog is going through a series of obstacles of uh, varying difficulty. Um, and you're trying to do it as fast as you can, but mostly as successful as you can. All right. And right. I like my daughter. This is one that I've, and I will mention that I'm so all over the place here. <laughs> this is the one that my daughter does with her dogs, agility. Like mm-hmm. she is sold out on agility. She loves running with the dogs. We got a whole new pup. We got a new puppy just so she could have <laughs> a faster dog for agility. So we're, that's such a good dad. That tra- I know. Thank you. Uh, that training starts uh, it like where the dog can actually go over the jumps and stuff this summer when, right. when it hits a year old. But mm-hmm. right now she's doing agility. I mean, uh, obedience work at any rate, the community that you mentioned, they were so nice. Like the people at those dog sport, that was, it was like the first time we showed up. Now, part of it is that I showed up with a 10 year old little girl right. who was like wanting to help and they all, but they all were so nice and just helped us learn. And That's I feel so like, great. I know, I, I, but I, now they're like our friends and we follow them and see them at the different contests. And the thing I like about agility and they, they helped Mahala learn about it. They said, it, don't think of it about competing against everybody else. Cause she's the only kid. She's like, I want a blue ribbon, but it's only because I was the only one there. And so they said, quit thinking of it that way, but think about it as it's you and your dog versus the course. Yes. So that was kind of hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, at any rate, we getting faster, just measuring against yourself. yourself. Yeah. It's like, yes. the, it's like a cross country runner yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Uh, All right. The next one you mentioned was I got the next one. So f- oh. fly ball. Fly ball. Oh, I, I've seen this on TV, and I oh. need an explanation of this because <laughs> it is insane. Fly ball is a very fast-paced sport. It is a, um, I forget the word. Relay? Relay, yep. yes. It's a relay sport. Uh, and you're generally you have a team of four dogs and four handlers. The dog has to run down the course of four jumps retrieve a ball out of a spring box and retrieve that ball all the way back over the other four jumps as fast as possible. And you're racing against other teams. When you say retrieve, quickly. the dogs hit this platform and it shoots a ball out yes. of them. They have to catch it yes. and then run back with it. Yes. And, it and, and these super- jumps are, are lined. So like some of these dogs, it's as they're running, it's like the, the, um, and a track hurdler. and field, the hurdler, when, when they do it, when they do it right, they barely, are changing their their momentum, their their weight, their height. It's it, it, it's just I, I love it's watching it. It's very exciting. It's also very loud. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so don't. It's not a spectator sport if, unless you show up with earplugs. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, the dogs are like in the standby, going rah, 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 like it's it's super they loud. They love it. Yeah, the dogs that love flyball love flyball, and it's also difficult because they have to learn to run past another dog going at the same speed and the same wow. drive. Um, it's a very difficult thing to actually learn for a dog. Well, we will have, I, I know exactly who we're going to have on the f- podcast to talk about flyball. Uh, we're going to bring somebody in. Tony Montagano. Oh, is gonna, yeah. Yes. This, mm-hmm. this episode, I'm just already knowing right now, this episode is going to have video clips. It's Links. Yeah. There links. are going to be okay. so many links at the bottom of this podcast episode. Uh, just check out our show notes. The next one you mentioned was scent work. Yeah. So scent work has really grown in popularity recently. Um, There are a lot of organizations that do scent work. Uh, There's NACSW, which is, uh, I think they're connected with AKC. 
Um, there's NASDA, Barn Hunt, um, and those are more like crittering oh, um, and that kind of okay. thing. So all of this is under the umbrella of, of scent work or nose work. Okay. Um, so this is a great sport for dogs to use their uh, natural instincts of using their nose to find things. Um, so if your if your dog is tearing up the backyard right now, it was soft ground looking yep. for moles. Yep. Scent work, scent work might be the, for you. Yeah. <laughs> that just I, I've seen and again. All of these videos, I've seen the barn hunt. We yes. host barn hunt here at our house yep. where yeah. the dogs are, are burrowing and, and finding through the, the straw bales, looking yep. for the rats, mm-hmm. um, the mice in the back in the in the barn. It's, it's, very, yeah. it's very cool to see dogs do what they were bred to do, but also any breed of dog can do the sport as the well. The barn hunt is for any size, yep. but they have one that's for little dogs. Yes. That's the earth dog. The earth dog. Yep. That one, they literally have to like crawl through tiny tunnels and things just like they yeah. were bred to do, right. like Jack Russells and Dachshunds and that kind of thing. Um, but it's also a great sport for older dogs that maybe and they're retired <laughs> and older people, uh, but maybe the dogs retired from agility or disc sports, some of those more high impact sports. And they're looking yeah. for something still to keep their brain working and, um, you know, something fun to do. Scent work is a great option for that. And, and that's something that can be trained even if they don't have a natural drive to do it. Sure. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, any of this can be trained, yeah. um, even if they don't have the natural drive, obviously it's Easy. a lot easier <laughs> to go with your dog's natural drive. Um, but yeah, dogs are very trainable. All right. And our last one that you mentioned was dock diving. Yes. Also so, exciting. Very exciting sport. What, what it, how does this work? Where do you, where do you do this? Yeah. Um, so there are pools all over the U S that you can find. Um, I would recommend searching on the internet for the one closest to you. A lot of them do have training classes and that kind of thing outside of actual competition. Um, but basically dock diving is just the dog, uh, jumping into a pool of water. And there are actually various, uh, games that you can play with dock diving. There's a distance, there's a speed relay where they have to grab a bumper at the end of the pool and take it back as fast as they can. Mm. There's the uh, vertical where the air retrieve, where they're jumping as high as they can to retrieve a bumper. Um, There's various sports within dock diving as well. So I I thought that Maverick might enjoy this. And we did our puppy plunge where in our local community pool, they they close it down in October and they let all the dogs come out and, and play. And so I took a ball and I threw it in the deep end and Maverick jumped in and the, the look on his face, the moment he hit the water Betrayal. Up, it was like, yes. what have you done? Yeah. Well, this problem is he has no body fat. And so he's yeah. pure muscle and he's like, whoa, what's going on? I'm trying to, and, and he, we, we did that early. He did not approach the deep end of the pool Aww. the rest of the you day. You ruined him. <laughs> he that was, was not fear free, Steve. It was, it was, I did not plan that well. Well, they do have uh, life jackets that you are allowed to put your dogs in. I have an American bully. She is also a giant block of muscle and she just sinks. So she has to wear a life jacket for water sports, which she loves to swim and loves water sports. But yeah, she needs a life jacket. Now, there's one other that you didn't mention, but I'm going to ask you about is fast cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of coursing, but go ahead. Uh, So what so what tell us about coursing? And I thought we were talking about dogs. What? Ha. Yes. Right. So CAT actually stands for Coursing Ability Test. So Fast Cat um, is basically a hundred yard dash for your dog. Uh, they basically measure how fast they're going um, for the one hundred yards. Uh, it's a time. 
they take the time and there's like a formula to get their speed, but you get points based on their miles per hour. Um, and it's cumulative over time, but it's really fun to see how fast your dog can go. And they're basically just chasing a little plastic bag down a straight chute right. as fast as they possibly can. And it's oh. really fun. I want to see Gracie do that one. We did she it. She goes zero to 100 in six days. Yeah. We took our border terrier to fast cat and it was comical. But I bet can, that was loud. You can watch. Uh, yeah, in fact, it was uh, it was loud. Um, but you can watch if you go to Family Pet Health on TikTok, you can watch. I did one of the how we thought it was going to go. And it was one of the whippets going oh, through. Yep. And it's like flying. And then it was like, how is it really going? It's like the recorder messing up the song. <laughs> and our dog's just like, she's just like sniffing around, checking oh, everything out. My goodness. She was not interested in the bag at all. Period. I saw like a Pekingese do it once and yeah. it was literally just walking yeah, down. And it was with so funny. It was, yes, yeah, hilarious. Just, you people run with them. So yep. what, the way we finally got Cookie to do it was that the kids ran along the outside. So they ran a hundred yard dash too. It was fantastic. <laughs> Everybody was tired that night. So that was good. That's a good plan. That's right. So any other other dog sports that we should mention that are I mean are there co- are a lot there's uh bite work which is like protection sports okay. that's also kind of gained in popularity a little bit mm-hmm. um then there's also like GRC which is like bite work sports without um actually biting a human okay. decoy right um there is rally and obedience so oh. that one there those are two different sports technically um rally is a little more laid back you can talk to your dog as much as you want to obedience is a little more strict um, so both are very fun. Uh, those are through AKC. How do we know, how do we decide what, so we, we just talked about a bunch of different options. How do we decide what sport our dog is best suited for? I mean, it really depends on the dog. So do they, are they toy motivated? Do they love playing with a ball and bringing it back? Maybe they're interested in fly ball or disc. Um, is the dog using their nose a lot and digging in the yard? Maybe that a scent work or barn hunt might be good for them. Um, or even something that just interests you in particular, and you just want to go and try it. Uh, there's sports all over the country. It's pretty easy to find one. Um, just, you know, locate or contact your local obedience training center, um, because they often are going to have, uh, resources for you and people to contact you with, uh, or connect you with rather. Um, uh, but yeah, there's, there's something for everybody and it's, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend. All right. So. My question was, how do I get involved? You said contact your local obedience training center. Yeah, absolutely. So most areas have an obedience club of some sort. Um, So if you're not interested in joining an obedience club, that's okay. Uh, But they usually have contacts for you of different sports that are happening in the area and that can get you, they can get get you connected. Okay. And then like my dog has gone through obedience training, but Mm -hmm. not with an obedience club. Mm -hmm. So a little bit different. I'm just trying to figure out how do I how do I find what sounds like would be a perfect match for Maverick. Sure. Um, so I know you mentioned disc that you like to play frisbee with your dog in the backyard. Um, so you could either Google a disc event in your area, um, or like I said, contact your local training club and see if they have anyone that they can connect you with um, to start learning how to play these games. And so then I would just. Contact my local disc association, Canine yep. Disc Association, sure. and they they would then have resources and tell me. Absolutely, pretty much any club is going to have yeah, any club is going to have uh, seminars every now and then to help get newbies started um, and get going and learn how to throw a frisbee or learn how to do a box turn and fly ball or anything like that. A great place to start is just googling Absolutely. whatever whatever sport we just 
talked about that piques your interest, just do a Google search that sport near me and it'll probably populate. Yeah. Another great place to go is the American Kennel Club mm-hmm. and they have a list of all of their local affiliate clubs. So we, we Mahela and I are members of the Murfreesboro Obedience Training Club. It's an AKC affiliate club and they have people that are interested in all of those things. And the cool thing about those clubs, I think our membership, it's very, very uh, affordable. And not only do they have training classes, but they have all of the equipment there. Yes. And they have experienced people that are there. And so you don't have to go out and fork out a bunch of money to find out that your dog doesn't like that sport. Sure. Um, so it's a good a good place to, to start. So I would start with those two things. A quick Google search. We're going to have links um, to these associ- to these associations. <laughs> um, so we'll put you in. We'll, we'll try to link the main association for each of the dog sports that we've mentioned today. And that'll send you to those sites. But but there are um, multiple organizations within each of these disciplines, right? Yes. Uh, you might call them organizations. Some people call them venues. But almost all of these sports have various venues that you can play. And and that's something that find the right one that matches up with what your intentions are. So the first, for agility, for example, the actual AKC agility contests, are, they seem to be less... People seem to be less happy there, and I've realized why. It's because they're expensive to enter, and if your dog makes any mistakes, you are disqualified. Whereas some of the other agility, like the beginner ones that are more laid back and fun, your dog has some whoopsies that it can still get a qualification run, uh, but they don't make you leave the ring. Yeah, the standard and criteria is different across the venues. Yeah, and and there's and there's a reason for that that maybe we'll get into another another day, but um, but just. We'll link. We'll put a lot of links in the show notes. So if you are interested in these, make sure you visit that. What? Um, and I'm, I would say that this probably depends on the dog and the trainer. But how long does it take to get competent in these different sports? Honestly, not that long. Um, at least at the beginner level. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're going to try to be extremely competitive, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to take hours and hours of training and dedication to these sports. Um, but just getting involved in it, usually there are tons of people at these events that are willing to kind of take you under their wing and kind of show you the ropes. And you pick up on it pretty quickly. And your dog does too. Yeah. <laughs> their dogs are very smart. We and don't give enjoy- them enough credit. Yeah, And especially if they like it, they look forward to it. Absolutely. That. Yeah. yeah. Good. And you you've mentioned competitions several times. Do all of these different dog sports have contests? Yeah, they do. Um, and they're usually there's like a ribbon. Sometimes there's just a participation ribbon. Um, and then often there's placement ribbons as well. People get very serious about these ribbons. Yeah, they do. Uh, the, uh, the awards are really fun and different organizations have different ones, but Yeah, um, almost all of these sports do have specific competitions, and you can find those once you get involved with your clubs or just Googling, as we had talked about. Uh, But yeah, there are competitions everywhere. We're giving Google a lot of free advertisements. We sure are. They better rank us. How about Ask Jeeves? We can ask ask Jeeves Jeeves. as well. Is he he still around? I think so. I don't know. Like 100 years old now. Well, good for Jeeves. Well, Ashton, thank you so much for bringing a little bit of of, uh, knowledge to our curious pet parents out there. I think we've given everyone that's interested or thinks they might want to learn more about dog sports, we've given them a great place to get started. So, Well, thank you for having me. That's the point. Now, yeah. you are, which of the ones you mentioned, are you? which is your favorite? Disc is my favorite sport. Okay. I don't know if that was obvious. I mentioned it a lot. Well, I thought it was. <laughs> but uh, So would you maybe come back to do a more in-depth 
discussion about disc. I would sports? love to. There we go. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, right. I'm ready for that one, we, too. Steven's interest has been peaked, as are many of the curious pet parents out there that probably had their interest peaked. So what we are going to do here is bring in some sports some, uh, I'll just call them experts in each of these disciplines or sports. And so we'll start with disc. We'll have you back soon. I love that. Let's do that. All right. Now we've come to the part of our show where it is our fun fact. Uh, this is where we ask you, uh, our guest to bring, Oh, she has a shocked look. Maybe I didn't tell her about this. I did not know about oh, the my fun fact. Oh, Michael forgot oh, to warn our man. guest. So this is, uh, where you bring a fun fact to our listeners' ears to help them win trivia night at the local pub or impress their friends and family with uh, at, at family dinner. So, Ashton, mm. what is your fun fact? All right. So my fun fact is that Sounders the Whippet holds the current dock diving record for jumping... 36 feet and six inches in 2022. That's that's 12 really, yards. That's really far. That is really far. Good <laughs> grief. That's, that's impressive. That's amazing. So uh, are they having to increase the pools now? Like the, the length there of the pools? There is a lot of talk about it because the minimum was, I think, 40 feet. Yeah, and I think they're like having right. to bump it out. To because like the, dog, the, dog, the dog is like least. seeing his world flash before his eyes. I'm going to land on the concrete. The first time I ever saw dog diving was at the Tennessee State Fair. They brought in like a, it was like a Purina dog sport challenge or something. And there it was neat. But, yeah, it's very fun to watch. Yeah, all these sports are fun. So, well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Family Pet Podcast, that we've piqued your interest a little bit about dog sports. Check out the show notes uh, for all the links to find out more information. If you know of someone that has a dog with a high drive and they've been complaining, like, my dog is just so much trouble, it needs a job, we have the links to find these dogs' jobs. So share this episode with your friends and please take a moment to leave a rating or a review wherever you find your podcast. Until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe that the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health, PLLC, and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary-client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com. Family Pet Podcast.